Hi everyone, Kilobyte here from the future. Just wanted to let you know that we record these episodes ahead of time. So by the time we recorded this episode, we hadn't reached our goal for subscribers, which was uh, 500 subscribers. But now I want to say that we did. And thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. And we will be making a post about the giveaway here soon and uh, once the new year starts. So keep an eye out for that. And again, thank you so, so much for the support. We really appreciate it. And we love interacting with all of you and reading your comments. Thank you so, so much. Now, I don't want to keep you waiting. So let's continue with the show. Commencing Operation War's End as we draw near towards the conclusion of this series. Yes, I know. I too am excited for Onyx, Kilobyte, and Clickbait to move on to better things. This has probably been the worst gig they've put together yet, but we're not at those good days just yet. Let's dive into today's comics and witness the abrupt end to an ancient evil. Let us tune in to the show. to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of the Transformers IDW 2019 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two wonderful, fabulous, um, what's another adjective? Favorite smart, co-host Kilobyte, smart, I'm here, smart, thank you, thank you. Delightful, <laughs> clickbait here, the ever awesome. Alright, it's, it's not, it doesn't mean the same thing when you say it. Anyway, moving on <laughs> with our comic <laughs> discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Wars in issues 1 through 4, and as always, Spoiler warning, so if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read the comics, then come listen to the podcast. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers, and at the time of this recording, which is probably in the future past, what what is time anyway, we're 50 away. So, woot woot. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before, so click that subscribe button, tell your friends it's a good time. Now, onwards with the podcast. With that, clickbait. Do you mind giving us the fun facts and trivia about today's comics? Let's get to it. Let's start with some fun facts. number of comics we're going to be going over today is going to be four. The first issue of them was released on February 23rd, 2022, with the last issue being released on May 25th of that same year. Our writer for these comics is Brian Ruckley, and our artists are going to be Jack Lawrence, with inks by Matt Frose, Rick Mack, Mariana Chiani, and colors by John Paul Bovey, Priscilla Tramontano, Ed Pire, and Ben Pire. Now that I have attempted to pronounce all of those human names, we're going to move on to some of our trivia. In issue one, as per the dialogue in issues 35 and 37, an alien race supposedly found Exarchon in deep space, corrupted him into a living bioweapon, and unleashed him on Cybertron. In this issue, Exarchon mentions someone or something showing him a vision of Cybertron's future. Perhaps it's the same one that Jumpstream visited in issue 31, and describes its mental state as the quintessence. While the word can refer to a kind of elevated mental state, Transformers fans will probably jump to the manipulative quintessence as that conclusion, who've been known to farm out their dirty work to different beings in different continuities. Could these squid-like aliens have something to do with Exarchon's mutation, or even Cybertron as a whole? 
And might there be some connection between them and the cephalopod Voin, who featured prominently in Jumpstream's Bad Future? In issue 3, both Paramagna and Jumpstream refer to the Constructicon's combined form as Devastator. However, given that the Constructicons only dubbed themselves that in the final issue of the Constructicon Rising Arc of Galaxies, moments before killing everyone on Milks and skipping town, and later stories have revealed that the government successfully covered up what happened, there's really no way that Para, who was, we remind you, still in prison when this all went down, could know this. Finally, in issue four, as, as the cave falls down around them, Landmine lays into frenzy, indirectly starting this entire mess in the first place, having killed Brainstorm just before the events of number one, after an Energon robbery gone, went wrong. Frenzy's stupidity pretty much kicked off the entire domino chain that led to Rebel's death, the rise of Megatron and the Decepticons, the destruction of the Tether, and the return of Exarchon, among various other terrible things. Leave it to the little guys to start this whole fiasco. Excellent. Kilobyte, do you mind giving us uh, maybe a short summary? Like a really short summary. We'll do. The band is all back together. <laughs> okay, no, no, maybe no. a little bit longer. <laughs> a dangerous third party enters the war for Cybertron as a reborn Exarchon gets the old band back together. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. And as is, I don't know, tradition now, we'd like to thank our Patreons. Thank you so much for your support. You guys all rock. You all deserve a rot start. Thank you so, so much. Fan, yes, you guys are number one. Are we ready to get started with today's comic? Absolutely. I'm ready. Perfect. We start off with how Exarchon survived the threefold spark war, and now we discover Shockwave and Skywarp were once his trusted lieutenants. But now, what does he want from them? Uh, he, he wants them to join him once again in taking control of Cybertron and using one of his old laboratories uh, to finish the plan because he wants to infect the core of Cybertron so that he can use his ability and absorb the like or like merch with Cybertron's spark. Yeah, no, so it was definitely because we kind of they've been teasing Exarchon for a while and giving us bits and pieces about him, but they haven't told us exactly what his purpose was. And so it was definitely made sense that he wants to usurp, as he calls it, um, the Allspark and Primus's spark in and of itself. So that was super interesting. Yeah. On the flip side of things, Cyclonus tries to convince Megatron and the Decepticons to turn their focus towards finding and ending Exarchon. Any favorite scenes? And what were your thoughts on his approach of doing so? It was pretty typical for Cyclonus. Very aggressive, probably not well thought out. <laughs> he beat up at least a couple people to do it, managed to confront Six Shot again, and did not have Megatron convinced for most of his discussion. I like I like there's like there's at least I wanna say four or five bots that let tell Megatron that Exarchon is back and he's still in denial. He's like, nah nah nah, oh, that's yeah. impossible. Oh yeah. Impossible. And then he hear he he hears it from Starscream, he hears it from Cyclonus, uh, he hears it from Optimus Prime, and he's still just like and Sky War. War. Right? <laughs> I, oh yeah, and Skywarp yeah. as well. And he's like, No no no, impossible. Let me do my war and I'm like, What are you doing? Like you, at least you got to believe one of them. There's at least four <laughs> different bots telling you the same thing, you know? <laughs> Shut up and let me Definitely live my life. <laughs> very cemented in his denial. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very arrogant. Oh, very, as well. very arrogant. Uh, oh, so, yeah, well, he's a dictator, crazy. right? <laughs> yeah. I do. I do like that when when Starscream brings it up. Uh, Soundwave kind of gives a look to Starscream after like mm-hmm. what he said is sounds you know possible, and he looks and he's like, ah oh, man, and then looks at Megatron and he's like, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Before that, he was like, no, like he said straight up no to yeah, Starscream, and then Starscream when he had to look. look at Megatron, he's like, yes. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was great. So with the Autobots, we have Zetar, Landmine, Jumultus, Point Blank, and I'm forgetting the last one. Anyone have the last one's name? I thought there were just four of them, weren't I, they? I think there was like just there was five four. Alright, maybe it was just four. Uh, there's, no, there's a yellow one. There's a yellow it one. wasn't last one. Alright, his name is the yellow one now. <laughs> uh, yellow they one. discover an old XRCOM mm-hmm. base with clone drone seekers and imploder, and most importantly... Exarchon walking around in Deathsaurus's metal. In the drill. Thoughts, theories, favorites. Yes, a very a big very drill. A very big drill. One could say. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a, it might be excessive, one would say. That might be a little too big. You know, might you don't be, want uh... a drill that big. Anyway. <laughs> Compensating yeah. for something. I like I like that that's that kind of fits in with mm-hmm. what we saw in the future where the, there were two Skywarps. So now we kind of see that the the army for Exarchon were just clones of Skywarps and all that. So I liked I like that linking that connection there, and I'm surprised nobody found the base. I know it was hidden, but I'm like I know they mentioned that the Sonic Canyons are kind of very hard to explore and all that. But I, I don't know. I feel like somebody might have would have stumbled well, upon it. You know, at one point. To say- Someone didn't stumble upon it, and maybe they got blasted because yeah. they were heavily yeah, defended. Were. So, yeah, that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Sure. With Exarchon's sights on taking over the Allspark, the center of Cybertron's core, Cyclonus, Sixshot, and Team Stream attack the base. There's a lot of beautiful art scenes in this one. Lots of fantastic back and forth quips. Uh, clickbait, what do you think? I thought we were done with Team Stream, and yet here they come back again, spreading nonsense. But then they separate, and I thought that was interesting how it the everybody seems divided. There's people who clearly fought in, you know, or were at least knowledgeable about the War of the Threefold Spark and kind of know like what Exarchon did, and then there's the others who are kind of following orders based off of what Shockwave tells them and what Megatron tells them. So we have Slipstream here, who I was a little bit surprised at her decision to just kind of follow orders and keep going. And then Flame War is like, mm, nah, I don't think I like that. And, um, oh no, it was the other way around. I'm, I'm lying. It was the other way around. Flame War continued on and Slipstream just kind of like stepped back a little bit. And then Blast, I think, was it Blast? It was Blackjack. Blackjack jumped in on the other side to defend against Exarchon, who we also find has been kind of supplying Shockwave, at least previously, with a lot of the tech that he's been using currently to cause all these problems for the Autobots and for Megatron and his Decepticons. Yeah. Typical uh-huh. behavior. Uh-huh. Typical <laughs> behavior. I mean, who's who's surprised about this one, yeah. really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised Shockwave would be willing to work with... Like, I know he would be willing if it benefits him. But I feel like at this point he mm-hmm. he has his plans in, mo- in in motion, so I don't think he was expecting Exarchon. 
And I know probably why he agreed to continue helping him because he doesn't want Exarchon to take over his uh, spark with the ability. But I feel like he was not going to gain anything, especially with the the plan that Exarchon wanted to do, which was take over uh, or merge with Cybertron's core. So, and he even says it at one point, like Exarchon says his plan, and then Skywarp and Shockwave look over, and he's like, "Oh no, no, but you will get your things. Don't and worry." I'm like, like, "Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so." Sure. Yeah. Exarchon yeah. knew exactly what to say to keep Shockwave interested, and then Skywarp on the other hand was like, "You know what? I don't think I like the sound of this." Poof! Bye. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. I'm out right? of here. I was surprised that. Um, during the conversation, he tries to bring it up to, like, uh-huh. they bring Megatron in. I'm surprised Megatron didn't shoot Exarchon yeah. sooner. Like, he just let him ramble off a little bit. I was expecting him to, like, immediately blast. Like, Dean, uh, you know, blast first, ask Yeah, I think Megatron later. felt like he wasn't in yeah. a ton of danger. Or he thought he had the situation under control. In which case, he probably wanted Exarchon to say what his plans were. So Megatron knew what he had to do next. Which seems like something Megatron would do. Right. Which, yeah. with Exarchon losing a body, gives him two free slots. Because mm-hmm. his rule is he can control three bots. And just in time, too. Because we see Devastator riding Blastoff. I believe it's Blastoff. Like, on top of him. Like, riding... Not inside. Uh, is it right Astro Train? Yeah. It's Astro Train. Blastoff, Blastoff is, it? is with, yeah, yeah, Blastoff is with Cosmos. Cosmos at the space station. Okay, okay. Wait, so this makes even less sense then, because I swear I, we've seen Astro Devastator inside of Astro Train at one point. Well, it, it wasn't in the, the G1 movie? G, the, 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 yeah, the yes. movie. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know they, they said that they dispatched Astro Train a while ago. And they did mention okay, him a few they? times okay. being yeah. like, oh, he's off okay. doing Megatron knows what on special orders or whatever. Or maybe Shockwave knows what. So yeah, it was the, it was the, the yeah, team that. stream that mentioned that because they're like, "Hey, where's Astro Train?" Astro Train <laughs> was giving them a ride in. So with Devastator, yeah. So with Devastator in the fold, Exarchon turns towards him and tries to take control because obviously he's the big bad and he wants to be even bigger and badder. Yeah. Uh, doesn't quite work because uh, he's got too many personalities mm-hmm. going on inside him, right? Yeah, when, when that happened, I'm like, you better not be yeah. able to control. Like, because they said that there's stick sparks with it. I'm like, that. if you take control of this, it wouldn't make sense because then you're yeah, controlling more than the, three. It would break the rule. So, But they, they left it at a, hang, mm-hmm. uh, a cliffhanger where, like, to be continued, I'm like, in the next issue, you better <laughs> not control this <laughs> or I'm going to be and angry. It, and he doesn't, right? But he does yeah, he try doesn't. to go after Flame War, which then immediately makes me panic, and I had to keep reading. So I was like, oh, okay, because Sound Blaster redirects his attention elsewhere, and I was like, oh, I can oh, breathe. I was like, oh, oh, maybe Flame War's out. Oh, no. Nope, she's back. <laughs> it was so this close. close. Oh, it was great. Thoughts? Thoughts on the plan that succeeded in trapping Exarchon in Deathosaur's body in the Titan Spark, then yeah, destroying it. <laughs> feel, Very messed up. It was yes. messed up. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like it, the the plan went too smoothly. Yeah, it did. It totally it did. Because, did. Because they, they have, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the, the Mind White? Uh, Mind White. Man White? Man White. Man White. Mind White. Yep. They have Mind White. Look at him because with his powers, he could kind of suggest him to expand into the Titan Spark and leave Death Sora's 
his body. And so he tries to do it, but then a vortex smacks him. And I'm like, okay, I guess he couldn't, he didn't get a chance to do it. But then they're like, no, no, he's still under the influence. Do it now. And then they did it. And I'm like, but I feel like there wasn't enough time for even, for him to even like go under right. the, the mind control. So it felt um, kind of wonky. What's his face? Exarchon had technically two bodies. Did he ever end up, because he was trying to possess Sunstorm, did he ever get around to it or no? Okay. No, no. Well, that's when Megatron blasted him, yeah. and then they put it back in I the container. I wasn't like, sure if he was ever like, ended up like, actually getting possessed or not. <laughs> and then, I'm like, I feel like, I mean, we ki- we killed Exarchon, and they obviously trapped him in the Titan Spark because it turned black, which they then smashed, and supposedly it neutralized his right. spark or whatever. But he still was in the drill, and we don't know... And we we he never saw that end. We saw the drill explode, but they left Rumble down there, and they also they we. Did. It's entirely possible that he could have, in that moment of time, taken over Mind Wipe because he kind of bridged that connection between them. And we don't know if he took over a third body between now and then, or if he did actually take over Flame War. Well, the one theory <laughs> I have, and just is like, well, okay. it <laughs> it's not Flame it War. Couldn't have been Flame War. The one that could have been for certain, and I feel like they left it open ended because they thought they were going to get purpose. more issues for this. Yeah, on purpose. Zetar, the one who blew up the drill when he went in there, we never see his optics afterwards. He's always keeping his that's head down. Right. We never see I his didn't optics think about afterwards. That. Yeah. And that's what I had thought when we were reading the end of this. It never gets like we never find out in this issue. Right, because it just yeah. ends after that. Zetar drills through the drill, blows it up. What a sentence! Immediately, my mm-hmm, feeling was okay. Mm-hmm. Exarchon took over this body immediately because, like, we he never looks at the camera or never looks at the yeah. up they, yeah, in they, any way. They, they so him up, and then he doesn't appear anymore, and then we just yeah. see him. That's entirely uh, possible. Dark envisioned. Yep, and then uh, we end with Skywarp stealing an imploder bomb, and oh. that's the, it. That's it. Uh, anything else? That's the end of my notes. But Skywarp feel free is causing to so around. much drama in this series. I feel like he's just going around causing as much drama and chaos as he can, reappearing somewhere else in some grand Skywarp fashion, popping off a couple of quips, and then causing chaos and dipping out to go do it again somewhere else. I again, the Sheshire metaphor. I love him so much. I love that he's doing something, and his ability is doing something. He's not just like using it trivially; like he's using it to cause chaos. It's fabulous. Yeah. I I want to say the the fight scenes and these are. issues are very great. Like the 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 scene, the the effects, the the the, the colors and everything that flows there. I really enjoy them, and they're mm-hmm. uh, like there's many little details, and 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 I think it it, it had a good flow for it, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Amazing art, as always, as always. <laughs> of course. Yes, absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, if that's all of our notes, I had away with the so many that could have been quick quotes this time around, but alas, have to narrow it down a little bit. Most of them involved Skywarp, which is completely unironically ironic. Anyways, our first one comes, I believe, in the first issue where Skywarp is speaking with Shockwave after he's been pretty banged up. He's been partially repaired and uh, Shockwave comments on his functionality not being at full capacity and he's lucky to be alive. And Skywarp goes, ah, oh, luck. Is that what I'm feeling? I can report it's overrated. And I thought that one was hysterical. And then um, 
my, let's see, what was my other one? My other one is Megatron, who is completely irritated. I believe this is in the second issue when um, Cyclonus is trying to convince him that Exarchon is back. Everybody else is convincing him that Exarchon is back. And um, Starscream, go- or Soundwave goes to interrupt Starscream. And Megatron goes, oh, let Starscream have his say, Soundwave. What harm can a little more delusion do? He's just, he's so over it by this point. And then finally, my last one is Skywarp when he appears in the middle of the wall and goes, ah, hello again. Can I interest you in some Exarchon-related information? It gives off, it gives off, can I, I'm trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty (laughs) vibes. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, it was great. Oh my. I was just like, oh yes, he just appears in the wall and is just spewing that off. Fantastic. There's one that I really enjoyed. It's like Megatron saying, why yeah, can't the universe just yield? And then, you know, like, really, Megatron? <laughs> Zatar having drill envy. That oh, was pretty good. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I've got some serious drill envy. Hey. <laughs> that's pretty good. In a room, But maybe Zatar. he was just in so in admiration of that drill that he just got too close. And then, you know, uh, Exarchon got him. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't want uh, really drilled it to him. Um, Kilobyte, you want to start off with Rotstar ratings? Uh, yeah, these ones. The story is the the Decepticons' perspective of the issues we read before, right? Uh, and so it's all, what's happening on their side. And I, I really enjoyed the combat. I really enjoyed the lore of a little and learning a little bit more of Exarchon and his plan and what he planned planned on doing. Uh, but I feel like it didn't really excite me too much and wanted kept me reading it, it just kind of felt kind of slow and and uh like i i didn't really capture my attention too much and so for me they're like a three like they're okay they they, they didn't advance too much of the plot and they gave us a little bit of it and then it just kind of ended too quickly like they defeated x archon and it's over i'm like but that was that was kind of too fast i thought it was going to be since there's one more issue we got to read them like there's there, <laughs> i thought there was going to be something major there so yeah I think I'm going to follow with you. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I feel like there's... It both felt slow and not enough happened. Like, the build-up for Exarchon was barely a threat. It was, like, more like, uh, you know how, like, uh, the... What was it? The Mavils? The Mavils? Where there's, like, the, the Age of Ultron, but it's only a day. <laughs> he's, he's only ba- he's only here for a day, and then they build him up as this big threat. But they really quickly take care of him. So that that it felt like they had more to tell about Exarchon, but they quickly got rid of it. Uh, I feel like this was meant to be their six page, like not six page, six issue story, and then meant to continue afterwards. Yeah, I would probably have to give it a. I'm gonna give it five rod stars. I really enjoyed a lot of what they discussed here. There was a lot of really fun stuff. Um, Skywarp's a favorite of mine and we got to see him do a lot. He was really snarky had a lot of really great lines. The art has just been fantastic throughout this entire series and it holds true in this um, mini-series as well. It was really enjoyable. Um, The fight scenes were a lot of fun and they've kind of continued a lot of the character development that we've been seeing. It it does feel a little bit rushed um, like we've been talking about with the licensing. It kind of seems to end a little bit abruptly like they're kind of scrambling to finish everything up. But I think all things considered it's still been a a lot of fun and I like a lot of the character development and the positioning and posturing that they do in these miniseries here. So yeah, I think 
I think a five out of five is is what I would have to give it. Yeah, that's yeah, where I just, do. Yeah, no, I, I I can definitely tell that they probably had more, and because of the licensing uh, license ending and mm-hmm. switching, I'm sure they try to end it as best as they could, and so that, that's why it feels like that. So I don't want to put too much on them being like, oh, they didn't really do it right. I'm sure they had other plans and they just, this is what they could do. But what we have there, it's still, I feel like it still feels weird. I feel like they could have, you know, moved it a little bit around or or maybe taken some things out and less, uh, less would be more. I mean, yeah, sense. but at the same time, like, it, yeah, it still did a lot. Like, it may have felt a little bit rushed and like a little bit shallow, but it still did a lot. And I felt like, aside from Exargon, they didn't really rob any of the other characters of things that were going on. Like, they each kind of got to run their gambit. Like, Sixshot and Paramagna kind of got to have a little thing going on. And then Cyclonus got to deal with Megatron, and then Megatron dealt with Shockwave. And they still let all the other characters who are going to continue on in the story, at least for a little while, kind of have their moments. And it was still really fun, um, even though the Exarchon part did seem a little bit rushed. But I felt like they did a good job handling that by making sure to illustrate the fact that everybody had to come together to get rid of him. Like, they made it seem that he would have been much larger of a threat had they all not come together to stop him, which is what Codexa was talking about when Optimus, um, in the previous issues we read, when Optimus had that moment where he kind of, like, zonked out for a second and was talking to Codexa uh, about how absolutely essential it is to... And don't forget, these issues also go concurrently with with issues... um, 37 to 40 something like they're running concurrently in the comics i think that's yeah. like little bite yeah. said yeah 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 they yeah they were seeing both perspectives yeah. so there's still like a lot Autobots more happening it's just like when you read side, so. wars end one through four while not also reading 37 to 40 at the same time you kind of get like a little bit of an abbreviated one-sided look at it but listeners what did you think of these comics how many rosters would you give it let us know by leaving a comment below if you would like to get in contact with us you can send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com that is s-w-e-r-v-e-s-b-a-r podcast at gmail.com are you both ready to read transformers volume 6 fate of cybertron yeah cool 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 well if, listeners if you've enjoyed this episode consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing if you want to help out the show even further we have started a patron all of the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D printed files and entry to our Discord channel. You'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before they're publicly released, and also our D&D videos. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We are 50 away, and we'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So make sure to click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time. And as always, we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening. To all are one. To all are one. To all are one. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swords Bar Podcast, and even on Tumblr. Yes, with everything going on on Twitter, we figured we should cover our bases. Speaking of which, you can also find us on Twitter at Swords Bar, if that's still a thing. If you're interested in more content, try checking out our spin-off D&D series, Transform and Rollout. Season 3, titled Eons, is now available. Let's tune in to a preview now. Go tell Crossbloom they have awakened and informed Shockwave. They'll be brought 
one at a time to the surgery center. Hold up. Just shakes her head. <laughs> Mumbles under her breath. It's always a shockwave. She could take damage. I mean, she's fully healed too. I would like to heal myself, please. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. He is going to discard his prime card to draw a basic. God damn. <gasps> He's going to draw another basic. <laughs> Did you swear? What is happening? Did you swear? He's going to draw another basic. What is happening? Well, I guess. What type of day is it? That's a question, and you must win to receive your answer. Well, excuse me. Well, that was certainly something. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content, such as video games containing funny comments and trendy shorts. A link will be provided below. And if you're so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as reading files, access to their Discord, and listen to the content before it's released to the public. More links will be provided below. Then transmission.